you today, coaches. So just to give you a little background on myself, I'm Gene Zanetti, the founder of Lacrosse Mindset, a sports-specific systematic mindset program. We'll get into more of what that is in a little bit. My goal is basically the same as yours. I want to help your athletes use lacrosse as a tool, as a vehicle to build virtue, to build mental school, mental skills for sports, school, and life. So we have to make sure we have our eyes on the prize. We're looking at the big picture. And the big picture is using lacrosse to build virtue, to build mental skills that we could apply for our entire lives. So we're real excited to bring that to you today. First question I always ask people is, what percentage of lacrosse is physical and what percentage is mental, if you had to say? So you think about that for a moment, and almost all top coaches, almost all top athletes will say lacrosse is 90% mental. And then I ask this follow-up question, what percentage of your training is physical versus mental? And usually that's the opposite. Usually coaches and athletes start laughing, they start shaking their head, they see where I'm going with this. Most of our training is 90 to 95% physical, the technical, the strength, the conditioning, the X's and O's. And of course, that's very important. I wouldn't put that down for one second. If you don't know how to play the sport, you're not going to be able to compete no matter how confident you are, no matter how mentally tough you are. If I don't actually learn how to play the piano, I'm not going to be able to sit in front of the piano no matter how confident I am and all of a sudden play Mozart or Beethoven. So you need to know your craft, of course. That being said, as you learn the X's and O's, and once you know the sport more and more, it becomes more and more mental. That's why athletes, especially the top ones, will say lacrosse, sports, school, and life. It's 95% mental. So because we do all the physical training, we come to you, we help bridge that gap between the physical and the mental. And in fact, overly focusing on the physical and neglecting the mental entirely, we tend to see the same kind of what I call mindset red flags, the same kind of mental hurdles that all top athletes struggle with. As an example, we don't take enough risks on the field. So we're playing too cautious, too conservative, too hesitant. We're not taking enough chances. Two, we're too worried about letting our teammates down. Of course, we're competing in a team sport. We want to pick one another up. We don't want to tear one another down. We want to be good teammates. That being said, sometimes we're overly focused on letting our teammates down. That gets in the way. We'll have fear of missing the shot. We'll think about drawing the foul on the check. We're fear of missing the slide on defense. Not aggressive enough. No killer instinct. Sometimes we come out too slow. We're slow starters. We give good opponents too much respect. We compete against the name of the team, except against the opponents themselves. So all of these things where our focus is on all of these other factors, different things that are not within our control. We want to take the bull by the horns. We want to make sure we're controlling that. So what we've done is we've created a sports-specific, lacrosse-specific mindset program to help these athletes maximize their potential when they need it the most. We've been doing this with teams across the country. We've done this with Kane University. We've done this with RPI. We've done this with high school teams. We've done this with club teams, both men's and women's. And we've been very blessed to have unbelievable success. We work with all sports also. We work with the U.S. Olympic teams. We work with UFC fighters. We work with some professional athletes. Basically, what we've done is we've taken some of the most mentally tough people in the world and helped them kick it up a notch and get more mentally tough. And we've worked with Fortune 500 companies, millionaires, people who are really at the top of the corporate ladder. 
So it doesn't make a difference. I, I bring that up because it really doesn't make a difference what area of life we're in or what area we're trying to succeed. It's our mindset that makes the difference. So we have to work directly on our mindset. Most people don't know exactly what that is or how to do it. If I ask a coach, how do you build arm strength? You'll tell me bench press, shoulder press, curls, tricep extensions, pull-ups, rope climb. You could rattle off probably 10 to 15 arm exercises you know, right away. You could come up with those right away from me. But if I ask you how to relax under pressure, if an athlete comes up to you and says, how do you relax under pressure? How do I do that, coach? You're the coach. Teach me. A lot of times we don't have a good answer for that. And as I said, I'm just like you. I was a college coach, and I did not have these answers for my athletes, unfortunately. It was before I studied it. It was before we were, we were able to work with all these top-tier athletes, and we didn't give great answers. A lot of times, coaches will say, well, just relax when you're competing. Okay, coach, well, how do I relax? And they'll say, just calm down. Well, how do I calm down? Just relax. And it's really not explaining anything. It's really more just circular logic. Same thing with confidence. Coach, how do I build confidence? You could tell me how to get better with my technique, my skills, my drills, but how do I build confidence? And coaches will just say, well, you have to believe in yourself. Well, how do I believe in myself? And they say, well, just be confident. And the wheels on the bus go round and round. We're never explaining anything because a lot of times us as coaches, we don't have those exact tangible mindset exercises. And that's exactly what, we've, what we're bringing to you. So we're extremely excited to be here. We're extremely happy to help with all of this. We have to address the elephant in the room, COVID. This is a very difficult year, uncertain times and an uncertain future. We don't know what seasons are going to look like. We don't know what the year is going to look like. Just so much uncertainty. Things aren't going to go as planned. We don't even know what planned is, what it looks like. Different sports are getting canceled. So I'm sure a lot of you coach other sports, and it's just so uncertain. So this year, more than ever, mindset is even more important because these athletes have to deal with that uncertainty on top of any of the pressure, on top of thinking of going into college, on top of thinking of the peer pressure for their senior year of high school or their junior year. doesn't matter. Imagine a freshman. Go back to your competing days. Imagine being a freshman starting college this year in 2020, 2021. Such a different year. Now imagine being a senior. This was supposed to be your year. You were planning for this your whole life. And now you don't know what's going to happen. Is there going to be a second wave? What, is, what does the year look like? What does sports look like? What does school look like? So many uncertainties. So now more than ever, it's so important that we take the time and we work on our mindset. What the most successful athletes have in common, and again, been doing this for 12 years, worked with some of the very best, and what we see is they take personal responsibility for their career. For students, the best students, they take personal responsibility for their school career. For business people, they take personal responsibility for their life. So that's what the best have in common. They're taking that personal responsibility. They're not leaving anything up to chance. So that's what we have to do as coaches. And now the obligation is on us. And it's a strong obligation to make sure that these athletes are still going to get these mindset lessons no matter what happens this year. The mindset lessons, the life lessons that lacrosse provides these kids. So whether or not things work out as planned, if anything happens, season, no season, anything like that, whatever their, their, their year brings, whether senior, junior, sophomore, freshman, 
they have to be ready to go. They have to prepare for life. These are life lessons. You need to build that virtue. So now more than ever, they have to work on that mindset, staying positive, seeing opportunity during adversity. That's one big thing the top athletes have in common. They see opportunity during adversity. And it's because they're focused on the right things. So this would be the year to work on mindset with the team directly. If they don't have a season, if they don't have a normal school year, we have to get these lessons through these kids' minds even without sometimes competing in those sports. So teaching them these lessons. Let's go on to what mindset training is versus what it's not. There's a lot of confusion with mindset. Why? Because we see a lot of motivational speakers, we hear about counseling and therapy, and I'm big fans of all of those things. I'm a school psychologist, a certified school psychologist. I have two master's degrees, one in clinical psychology, so I love therapy. I love counseling. If your athletes or anyone at your school is struggling, that's a strength asking for help. Go in, get counseling, get that therapy. But that's not exactly what we're doing when I talk about mindset training for your team. Then we ask about motivational speaking. A lot of people think what we do with mindset training, lacrosse mindset, we're motivational speakers. Also, not so. Motivational speaking is great. I follow a lot of those people on Instagram and so should you. But mindset training is different. Motivational speaking is usually more of a one-time rah-rah pep talk, more of an entertainment thing. When we talk about mindset training, the best analogy I could give you is strength training for the mind. So think about what you know about weightlifting and strength training and now apply that to your mind. So there's different muscles in our body. And if we want to get strong, we're only as strong as our weakest link. So you have to strengthen all of your body. Some people might have stronger legs, but weaker arms. Some people have a very strong neck, but a weaker grip. So you have to take your strengths. You've got to do a needs analysis. You've got to find out where you're strong and where you're weak. And you need to make sure you improve those weaknesses you got to hit those target areas. Otherwise, we'll never get better. We'll never get stronger. It's the same thing with mindset. So mindset, there's different mental muscles. We break mindset down into two phases, phase one and phase two. Phase one is more foundation level mindset. That would be the base of a pyramid. Picture a pyramid. The base of the pyramid is the most important. Mathematically, a pyramid is only as high as its base is wide. So the foundation level mindset is more geared towards goal setting, action planning, mental toughness, motivation. If you don't have that, we can't even talk about phase two. Phase two is when we focus more on peak performance. But again, if you have an athlete that's not motivated, not mentally tough, it's hard to talk about peak performance because they're not even getting to that phase yet. But phase two is peak performance. That's some of your top teams, that's some of your top athletes. That's lessons more like staying in the present moment. You have to be in the present. The past is, his, is history. The future is a mystery. Only the present is a gift. Relaxing under pressure. When all the pressure's on, everyone's watching you. All eyes are on you. The scholarship's on the line. The state championship's on the line. Can you relax? Can you keep it together? Confidence. Aggressiveness. Taking chances out there. Being aggressive. Going for it. You have to play to win. You can't play not to lose. And a lot of athletes, they're playing not to lose. And that could also manifest itself in too afraid of making mistakes or looking bad in front of people. 
So that's more peak performance. So our different phases, just like you lift weights a little bit differently, off-season versus in-season, off-season is more of the bulking up, getting stronger. In-season is more maintenance. Well, it's, it's a similar kind of concept with mindset training. Different phases versus different times of the year. So phase one, more foundation level mindset. Phase two, more peak performance. So your athletes are getting exactly what they need when they need it. It's not just a motivational speech. Also, back to the strength training analogy, it has to be something that's done on a regular basis. Imagine if a strength coach came in and worked with your team once. How much stronger would your athletes get? Probably very little. It probably wouldn't do very much. What they need is consistent strength training. They need to be working on their strength on a regular basis, getting in that weight room multiple times per week. Well, it's a similar thing with mindset. These motivation rah-rah pep talks where sometimes we bring in a guest speaker, it might be great for that day. But we have to ask ourselves, how much value is that really giving? How much of those lessons are these athletes internalizing and taking with them for the rest of their life? The same with strength training. It's got to be consistent. So when we talk about lacrosse mindset, there's no question we're talking about consistent mindset training that they're doing on a regular basis, ideally on a weekly basis. So when our mindset coach comes in and works with your team, it's not just a guest speaker. It's not just a random person that's showing up. No, this is someone who's part of the team. I think back to watching a lot of different college sports, a lot of times the strength coach, they'll get the game ball. Why? Because the strength coach was seen as being part of the team. It's the same thing with the mindset. So it's something that's got to be attacked on a regular basis. Most serious lacrosse players are strength training 12 months out of the year. Not nine, not 10, 12 months out of the year, they're working on their strength training. Most serious lacrosse players are working on their skills and drills in some way, shape, or form 12 months out of the year. So apply that, apply that same principle now to mindset. If we're practicing our technique, our skills and drills 12 months out of the year, if we're, practice, if we're building our strength training, getting in the weight room 12 months out of the year, how many months out of the year do you think we should be working on our mindset? Remember in the beginning, we said it's probably 90% mental. So by the same analogy, we should be strength training, we should be mindset training 12 months out of the year. Just look at it like strength training for the mind. So there's different mental muscles, just like there's different physical muscles. It's 12 months out of the year. It's consistent, and it's got to be something practical. It's got to be tangible. The problem a lot of times when we talk about psychology or mental performance, it's very philosophical and theoretical. We know that. Your athletes, most athletes, they're hands-on people. They need their, to use their five senses. They need to touch it, taste it, smell it. They need to interact with the materials. So when we talk about lacrosse mindset, this is all very practical. It's down to earth. It's putting the pen to the paper. It's not just listening to me speak. It's not just listening to one of our 65 mindset coaches present a lesson. Sure, that's part of it. But then the most important thing is that these athletes are now taking the lesson that's given to them and they pull out the mindset worksheet with 80 mindset lessons with all those different mental muscles. And now they're doing the mindset training. Just like you have to get into the strength training room, you've got to get into the weight room and lift those weights. You can't just think about weightlifting. That doesn't do any good. You can't think about bench pressing. You can't think about squatting. 
in the same way. You can't just think about mindset training. You have to do the mindset exercises. So it's not theoretical or abstract or philosophical. It's very down to earth. As an example, we have these athletes write down. Here's some of our best mindset lessons I'll give you right here. To determine how the athlete needs to compete. What mentality, what emotional level does your athlete need to compete at their best? We have them do an analysis of their three best games. And then also their three worst games. And here's what we have them do. Here's an example of one of our mindset exercises. We have them write down. What were your three best games? Your best performances. Doesn't necessarily mean you won, but you competed at your best. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? What exactly were you telling yourself? What did you eat before? What kind of night's sleep did you get? Who was around you? What were you telling yourself? And being as specific as they possibly can. So they write that all down. Then we ask them, find the common themes. What do those three games have in common? What were you telling yourself? On a, on a scale of one to 10, what was your emotional level like? One being very low energy, 10 being very high energy. Where were you at? What did it look like? And you find the commonalities. What, what's the common denominator between those best games? Then you do the same exact thing with your worst games. What were your three worst games? Write them down. Put the pen to paper. Don't just think about it in your head. Write it down. What was going on in your mind during those three worst games, one at a time? What were you thinking? What were you feeling? What was your energy level like on a scale of one to 10? What did you eat before? What did your warm up look like? And then finding the common denominator between those. And the more specific, and we're always pressing these athletes to get as specific as you possibly can. When they say, I was nervous, why were you nervous? What exactly were you thinking? So you want to dig a little bit deeper. The more honest you are with yourself, I submit to you, the more successful you'll be, not only in lacrosse, but as a coach, as a student, and your whole life. The most successful people are extremely honest with themselves, and that's a hard thing to do. And as coaches, we want to make sure that we encourage that in our athletes. Be honest with yourself. I always say this. The best athletes are two things. They're the best athletes, the best coaches, the best leaders, they're two things. Number one, they're their own. Yes. Sorry, sorry to interject. You uh, froze out for five or ten seconds. No problem. So maybe just do that part again so we can get one to the tape. Yes. The, the best. Back up, back up probably 30 seconds. The best two, co the best, um, what are we at there? Um, I think that's, that, that's about what it was. Okay, no problem. Okay, so when we're doing our mindset exercises with the athletes, and when you're coaching your athletes, encourage them to be really honest with themselves. It doesn't do them any good to sweep things under the rug or sugarcoat them. I submit to you, the more honest you are with yourself, the more successful you're going to be. And also, the happier you're going to be. So what we want you to do Think about the best athletes, the most successful students, the most successful business people. They are simultaneously two things. Number one, they are their own best friend. And number two, they are their own harshest critic. And they're both of those things simultaneously. So I always ask people, are you, a I ask this to the kids, who here is a coach? If I'm dealing with a room of 20, 30 athletes, 40 athletes, 50 athletes, who here is a coach? None of them raised their hand. 
and I tell them, you all failed the pop quiz, but it's okay because everyone always fails the first pop quiz all the time. But you failed the pop quiz because all of you are coaches. And then you start to see the eyes looking around the room. They're nodding their head. They start to catch on to where I'm leading them. And I say, who do you coach? And they say, we all coach ourselves. And that's right. Every person coaches themselves. So we have to know what that means. What does that look like? And that goes back to this exercise. Two things. We have to be our own best friend and we have to be our own harshest critic. What does that look like tangibly? So number one, being our own best friend. There's got to be no one more loving, more caring, more nurturing, and more supportive of you than you. So when you're having a tough day, you got to come to your own rescue. You don't heap coals of fire on yourself. And when you have a bad day, say, oh, why am I so terrible? Why do I stink? I'll never get it right. I'm no darn good. We say these kind of things to ourselves. Instead, you need to come to your aid and say, it's okay. I'll get him next time. I'm better than this. I can do it. I'll get it. It'll happen eventually. You've got to be your own best friend. At the same exact time, you need to be number two also. You need to be your own harshest critic. That means there's got to be no coach harder on you. There's no teacher, no parent who's harder on you than yourself. And this is a hard lesson for kids to get because kids are used to being pushed. We have, to, we have to draw their minds to thinking about the best athletes, the best students, the most successful business people, the happiest people in life. They put the onus on themselves. They take that responsibility that I was talking about before. So draw their minds to these ultra high level performers. And I guarantee there's certain people in your room that are looking to be high level performers in something, if not lacrosse in school. If not there, and maybe student council or playing an instrument or a certain career in the future. So draw their mind to the very best athletes because it fires up their imagination and letting them know you have to be hard on yourself. You need to be honest with yourself. So they got to be their own harshest critic and their own best friend. If they do that, they're going to have a lot of success. Well, now you have that exercise that I was telling you about. Three best games, three worst games. What exactly they were telling themselves in those best games what exactly they were telling themselves in those worst games. You have the common theme for each one. And now what you do is you compare them side by side. And one thing we've seen with tens and thousands of athletes, it's invariably the same thing. The best games and the worst games, it's almost like two different people. It's opposite mindsets. Now, it's one thing for us to tell the athletes how important mindset is. It's quite another thing when the athlete proves it to themselves and that's exactly what this exercise does. This exercise, the athletes prove it to themselves how mental sports are, how much their mindset makes the difference in lacrosse if they want to succeed or if they're going to fail. We didn't ask them for good games and bad games. We said your best games and your worst games, and they could see it. Their mindset tends to have certain patterns when they're competing at their best, and we tend to have certain patterns when we're competing at our worst. I'll go ahead and I'll share the screen. This is a great lesson that we have. It's one of our best analogies that we talk about. What we focus on has a huge impact on our outcome. We talk about the animal kingdom. And right here, if you could see, we have two different animals here. We have a tiger and we have a deer. I'm sure we probably have some hunters out there, coaches. Well, you could tell the difference between these two animals and the animals in general by looking at their eyes. There's certain animals that are predator 
certain animals that are prey. And you could tell the difference by their eyes. So when you look at a tiger, you see their eyes, just like a bear, just like a lion, they're squarely in the front of their head. So we always say, eyes on the front like to hunt. And then when you look at deer, squirrels, chipmunks, rabbits, their eyes are on the side of their head because they're prey. So we say, eyes on the side like to hide. That becomes an analogy for sports, for school, for their whole life. And you could apply that directly on the lacrosse field. If you want to be at your best, when most athletes are at their best, they have this predator mindset. They have their eyes on the front of their head. What I mean by that is they're focused on factors in their control. They're focused on their effort, their attitude, their aggressiveness. That's what usually they're thinking about when they're at their best. Some athletes compete a lot better in practice because in practice they tell themselves, be aggressive, try things out there. This doesn't count. This doesn't mean anything. Just go for it. Basically, they throw the kitchen sink out there in practice and, and they do well, a lot of athletes. But then when we get into competition, or sometimes our worst competitions, we're focused too much on comparing ourselves to other people. We hit on this earlier in the call. We focus too much on other people. We focus on letting our teammates down. We're thinking too much about the past. We're thinking too much about the future. We're focusing on the time. We're focusing too much on the score. We're focusing too much on what's the team we're playing against. We're thinking about their jersey. We're thinking about how big they are. We're thinking about how small we are. We have all this extra stuff going on in our heads. And that's why this analogy is so effective. There's no coach in the country, no leader, no teacher that hasn't said this to their kids. I know you have. You've told your athletes, control the things you could control. Forget about what you can't control. But how do you get that message stick to, to stick for a kid? And this is exactly how it sticks. Focusing on the predator versus the prey mindset. And this is the analogy you could give your kids to a lot of success. If you look at the picture below, when you look at Michael Phelps and you look at his opponent in the Olympics, this was a really clear example of the predator versus the prey mindset. At the Olympics, Michael Phelps was staring at the wall. Now, this is the difference between gold and silver. The opponent he had was no slouch. He was one of the very best in the world. But what's he focused on? Michael Phelps' opponent is focusing on him. And what's Michael Phelps focusing on? But the wall. It's a perfect example and illustration of the predator versus the prey mindset. So it's, it comes down to what we focus on. Now, we already know this with the athletes. We teach this. We want them to prove it to themselves by putting the pen to paper and doing the mindset exercises. Another great example of how we would help these athletes. Like I said, it's not motivational speaking. It's not counseling. It's down to earth. It's very practical. And you could apply it to your whole life. If you're nervous about giving speeches in front of people, if public speaking is a difficult thing, there's a lot of coaches out there where that makes them very nervous. You could do the same exact exercise. Think of your three best speeches. Think of your three worst. What were you thinking during your three best? What were you thinking during your three worst? You find the common themes, and then the secret is do more of what works, do less of what doesn't work. So it's the same thing. You could apply this to your whole life. How do you apply this predator and prey mindset? What's the exercise? Well, we have the athletes break it down, sports, out, of, out there in the lacrosse field, school, in there in the classrooms, and in life in general. Write down three ways that they think like a prey on the lacrosse field. Write down three ways they think like a prey in the classroom. Maybe they're comparing themselves to other students, or maybe they have an older sibling who's really smart and they compare themselves to them, whatever it might be. 
They don't want to let, they're, they're too focused on letting down their teachers. We work with a lot of kids that are perfectionists. That was my thesis, actually. From my master's degree, I studied perfectionism and anxiety. And we found that athletes that were more perfectionistic, everything had to be just right. They got more nervous. They did worse. So focusing on that, what exactly is going on in their mind? So any of those prey mindsets, making mistakes, losing, looking bad in front of people, those are all examples of prey mindset. Focusing too much on winning and losing is a prey mindset. It seems like focusing on winning would be a predator mindset, but it's not because the outcome is outside of our control. Focusing too much on records, rankings, seedings, predictions, whether it's our ranking as a team or whether it's focusing on our class ranking, it's prey mindset. So these athletes, we want them to write down three ways they think like a prey in lacrosse, three ways they think like a prey in school, three ways they think like a prey in life. And then the practical down-to-earth exercises change those thoughts into predator mindset thoughts. In other words, redefine that in terms of factors in your control. And what are the three predator mindsets? We just went through them. Effort, attitude, and aggressiveness. That's something you really want to burn into your minds and you want to burn that into your athletes' minds. Effort, attitude, and aggressiveness. And as coaches, this is what we want to stress. You've heard a lot about positive reinforcement over the years. I don't have to teach you anything about that. But we have to use that positive reinforcement at the right time. And a lot of times we use it at the wrong time. What I mean by that is in my coaching days, the athlete would win and they could see from my body language that I was happier, patting them on the back. My, all of my spirits, everything inside me was happy and upbeat. And then when they would lose, they would see that I was down. Why? Because I hated losing, and I still hate losing right now. And I'm here, so you win more, and so you lose less. So I get it. Of course you love to win, and of course you hate to lose. It's the same with the best in any, in any area. But our focus can't be on winning or losing because it puts too much pressure on it, and it's not directly in our control. So what I learned I had to do as a coach, and what I train coaches on doing now, is give the positive reinforcement when the athletes exhibit a positive attitude, have a great effort, and are aggressive. They're taking chances. They're going for it. Of course, not doing anything stupid, being intelligently aggressive. But they're focused on the right things. That's what you as a coach want to positively reinforce. The win and the loss you really want to brush that off more. They won. Hey, great job. Pat on the back. They lose. All right, we'll get them next time. Pat them on the back. Right. And of course, like you could be there with the athlete. Of course, sometimes they're struggling. You need to be there with them when they're happy. It's good to celebrate them with them. Be happy. But don't make that your primary emotion. Don't make that the main thing you're harping on. It's got to be on effort, attitude and aggressiveness. At the turn of the century, ESPN was naming the top coaches of all time. And number one, they named John Wooden who was the legendary basketball coach from UCLA. Now, I wrestled back in college. I know you, you probably competed in lacrosse, different sports, right? But that's, that's okay. You always can learn from the best coaches of any sport. And one of the things John Wooden said was he never focused on winning. He never talked to his team about winning. All of his players said that. The great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who played for him, Bill Walton, they said Coach Wooden never spoke about winning. He was always speaking about things they could control, getting better, improving. And one of the things he would tell his team is that the team that makes the most mistakes usually wins. What's that all about? I remember back when I was in middle school, I had a coach that told our team, the team that makes the most mistakes is going to lose. 
well, what's the difference between my coach? And we had a pretty good, we had a pretty good middle school team, one of the top in the state. But there's a big difference between having one of the best teams in the state and having one of the best teams in the world. And that's why we want to study the best in the world. And that's what John Wooden was, the best in the world and the best among coaches. So, he's, so he said the opposite of what my middle school coach would tell us. He said the team that makes the most mistakes usually wins. What's that all about? Why would he say that? Did he like making mistakes? No, but he recognized that mistakes are part of the game. And he also recognized that probably the athlete's biggest fear is losing or making mistakes. So he wanted to take that pressure off their back, take that weight off their back so they could have that freedom to play at their best. Imagine running a time mile. I'm sure you have run a time mile in the past. Your athletes have run uh, their best time mile in the past. Think about what your time was for that mile run. Imagine if I went into the weight room and gave you a 45-pound plate, a weight that 45 pounds. Go out there now in the track and beat your best time. Do you think that's going to happen? Even if you were in the best shape of your life, do you think you're going to beat your best time mile while holding a 45-pound weight? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. That's just like what's happening with athletes when they're focusing too much on winning and losing. That's exactly what's happening when they're focusing too much on making mistakes. Everything has to be perfect. Like I said, that was my master's degree thesis. Focusing too much on everything has to be just right. Of course, we want to clean up our technique. Of course, we want to get more crisp with our skills and drills and our execution. That's a lifelong process. But our aim is for mastery. Our aim is not perfection because we'll never get perfection. And a lot of times people then get really bent out of shape or get really dragged down because they didn't reach that, that perfect ideal, which, which they don't have. They're not going to be able to do it. They're human. So making sure that we're focused on mastery and getting better and not on everything has to be just right. So that's why John Wooden told his athletes, focus on, focus on things in your control. Don't think about making mistakes. The team that makes the most mistakes usually wins because it means they're trying the most. They're taking the most chances. They're going for it. They're aggressive out there. If it worked for them, it'll work for you guys. Absolutely, positively guaranteed. Brings me right off the bat to another mindset exercise we give our athletes about staying in the present moment. Instead of focusing too much on winning and losing, redefining wins and losses in terms of effort, attitude, and aggressiveness. So we have athletes do is we have them write down as a team, what do you normally consider winning? What do you normally consider success? And usually what they say is reaching a goal, a state championship, beating a crosstown rival, getting into a certain college, getting a scholarship, making the pros, whatever it might be. They're talking about outcomes. And then we say, okay, let's redefine success in terms of things you could control, in terms of your effort, your attitude, and your aggressiveness. If you listen to the most successful people, they don't mentally define success and failure the same way average people do. Average people tend to focus too much on the outcome. Successful people, the most successful people, of course they want the outcome. And of course they think about the outcome too. But that's not usually their primary focus. Usually they define success and failure very differently in terms of things they could control, in terms of their own personal output. That's why you've probably seen many top athletes, many top teams, even after winning a championship, winning a game, not being so happy with themselves. I remember watching different, different championships with my mom, and she would say, why aren't they happy? They just won. And I said, because they know they could have won by more. 
they're not satisfied because they, these people are the very best. And I remember my mom saying, well, what do they care? They won. And I said, well, that's why they're the best because they're not just satisfied with winning. They want to dominate. They're focused on doing the best that they can. So this is a common thing. It's a common mental trap that we have, that we see athletes fall into. So we help them with that. So that's an example. Those are three different solid mindset examples, or mindset lessons you could bring to your kids right, right away. We have another 77 of those that we do with teams and with individuals. So it's ongoing. The point is, just like your, there's different strength training exercises, there's different mindset training exercises. And now more than ever, this is what these kids need. They need the concrete and practical strategies and the the lessons that are going to help them overcome their doubt, think positive, and take personal responsibility. COVID shocked all of us. It shocked the world. So we needed to come up with different strategies, meet the kids where they're at. We put a lot of time and focus into our social media pages, our lacrosse mindset Instagram page, our YouTube page, our podcast, we're constantly pumping out great free information for you as coaches and for the kids to get mentally stronger. I'll post it up on the side of the, stri- the side of the screen, but if you text mindset1 to 84576, that is our daily mindset motivation text message. Free of charge, and every day we put out a daily motivation message. So today we were talking about because Friday, fanatical Friday. We had a different lesson earlier in the week. It was Michael Jordan's mindset. We're taking these great mindset lessons. We filter it together and we give you those. We serve them right to you. Just a little kick in the pants to keep you honest and to keep you fired up. Remember, motivation is not a one-time thing like those rah-rah pep talks. Motivation is a lot more like taking a shower, brushing your teeth. It's something you do every day, sometimes multiple times a day. You need to work very hard to keep yourself motivated. So, that's something we wanted to bring to you. I actually texted, I wrote it wrong on the screen. It's text mindset one to the number 84576. You'll get our daily motivation messages. Simple thing you could do. Our podcast, our YouTube page, it's all there. We've been doing a lot of great meeting of the minds episodes with different coaches from around the country during this time. So our YouTube, you could find, you could find all of that, but it's there. And as I said, we need to be ready now more than ever because these kids, They're blindsided by this. They were not expecting it. I can't even imagine what it would be like being a freshman or a senior or even a sophomore and junior for that matter during these times during COVID. It's a completely unexpected thing. So we need to make sure mentally they're ready, they're focused, and they're doing the right things. I can't tell you how many coaches, how many parents reached out to me saying the kids gained weight, they have more body fat on them, the the, the whole team, they're not consistent anymore. They're not exercising regularly. They're going to sleep real late. Now they're on social media all the time. They're not taking school as serious. Most athletes, think about when you were competing. Most athletes did a lot better in school during the sports season. Why? Because they were focused. They had more structure. Once we lose that structure, a lot of kids really go off the rails. So to to get these kids back on the rails, they need that organization. So that's something we want to help them with. It's something that they all need during this time. We all need it. We need it as coaches. We need it as people. We need it in life. As I said before, we have to use these lessons of lacrosse and apply it to school and to our life. A lot of people look at this and it's just, oh, well, let's just improve in sports. And yes, of course, we've helped many teams win championships. We've helped a lot of athletes get to their goals. But a lot of times it's Take these kids that are struggling in different areas and help them overcome those struggles for the rest of their life. 
building leadership skills, actually building leaders. These mindset lessons are going to help them. They're going to be able to then cope with problems in the future. Mental health. So we encourage everyone, however you could do it, bring in another team. Even if you bring in your crosstown rival, if you bring in another coach at your school, some of you coach multiple sports at your school, bring in multiple sports. Bring in the club team. We've seen it all done all different ways. Whatever you have to do to help get your kids the mental edge, make sure you do it. We're happy to help you during this time. We're happy to help you find a way. Combine multiple teams, bring in the recreation, bring in the club, and we're able to do it. You join forces for everyone's betterment. We got it during this time. The lacrosse teams, the lacrosse, the lacrosse businesses, the whole lacrosse industry, the family, we need to come together and support one another because it's not easy. You're struggling, they're struggling, we're struggling. So being there together, and it starts with our mindset. doesn't matter whether it's lacrosse, school, or life. We always say it. Mindset makes the difference, and it really does. So thank you very much for the time. I'm going to post this information on the side. We have a great book out called Building the Predator Mindset. I'll share that with you also. I'll post that up on the screen. You'll be able to see that real quick. That's exactly what we spoke about here. and has 10 of our best mindset lessons. So it's all here. It's simple. It's about a 70-page book. Very easy to read. Coaches are buying this for the entire team. That's a great thing to have. Simple thing to do. And I always think in terms of meeting the kids where they're at. That's why our Instagram page is big. That's why our social media is there. That's why we have these books. This is what the kids need. So we want to make sure we give that to them. So that being said, we'll open the floor for any questions. And we're happy to help. Any coaches that are on here... We're more than happy to give your team a free introductory session. Like I said, we're more than willing to meet you halfway. We know it's an, it's an atypical year, so let us know. Reach out. I'll post up our link tree, which is our website, our podcast, YouTube page, all that. We'll cross mindset. You just Google it, look it up. We'll post up the website. So thank you very much. Hey. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, however I could help. Like I said, anytime you need me, just let me know. So if you just text mindset one, you, you type in the number eight four five seven six and then text mindset one to it and then it'll it should pop right up. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like I said, anything you need, just let me know. Keep me posted. Yeah, happy to help. And that is a wrap from today's podcast. I'm Gene Zanetti from Winning Mindset. Make sure you guys go to our website. Make sure you go to zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you buy the book. The ebook is great, excellent information, represents some of the great information that we've learned from top athletes working with some of the top teams and individuals all across the country. Go to our website, zwinningmindset.com. Make sure you get the ebook. Also, Make sure as an individual, you sign up for the one-on-one free trial consultation. That's the one-on-one free trial consultation with one of our mindset coaches. The best results always come from one-on-one attention, whether it's strength training, whether it's technique, or whether it's mindset. One-on-one is always the best. 
Thanks for staying with, with us. Make sure you join us next time for the next episode. Mindset makes the difference. Have a great day.